Hello, Miss Fitz. Hello, Miss Fit. It's time for morning meeting. All right. We're recording for Friday, May 8th. Another Friday. We made it. It again. seems like they are just coming more quickly. Like, are there more Fridays than usual? Are they just <laughs> happening faster? I don't know. And we have a special guest again. Yay! I'm very excited to hear from this special guest. Our special guest is Viv Shields. She's a senior at St. Anne's Belfield School where we teach. And we will get to introducing her more formally and all the cool stuff she does. But we're very excited. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us, Viv. Thank you for having me. We're very excited. But now before, <laughs> before we share our joke for the day, we asked our listeners a riddle yesterday. I have three eyes and one leg. Obey me or you'll be sorry. What am I? This is kind of a threatening riddle. <laughs> Obey me or you'll be sorry. Three eyes, one leg. Any guesses, Viv? Honestly, no. It's kind of a weird one, right? Once I say <laughs> it, then you'll get it. It is a traffic light. Ah, that's a good one. It's those eyes. A little tricky. I was picturing like a really sad spider <laughs> that had been through some sort of accident that only had three eyes and one leg left. But no, it's a traffic light. All right, here's a joke. How does the moon cut his hair? I don't know. How does the moon cut his hair? Eclipse it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody's getting to the point where they're cutting their own hair. This week, I've seen a lot of I gave in and cut my own hair posts online. So yeah. this seems very appropriate. So do you have a high point? I have had a hard day. It has been a day, no super low points, but not a lot of high points. Normally Wednesdays are my tough day, but I made it to Thursday before I hit my tough day this week. So looking out my window and thinking about when I'm finished and going to sit outside and I'm looking forward to that. But today, if I'm being real, today was just a little rough. Yeah, I got that. We're, we're doing that on the same day now this time. Oops. Oh no. I know. <laughs> We've synced together. <laughs> but I did get a lot of work done for Summer Spark. Oh, which, great. You know, we're taking all online. So it's a lot of work and logistics and figuring it out. And there have been all these to do's hanging over my head. So I got through a bunch of them today. So that felt good. Crossing things off a to do list. That's, that's clutch. But you, Viv, do you have any? The high sun point? is definitely a high point for me. Ooh. Just being in the sunshine, it helps. Yeah, yeah. Very happy thing. And you're outside right now because sometimes I can hear birds in the background. <laughs> Whoops. Ooh. Yes, I am outside. That's good. Take advantage of the sun. That's, That's a right. good reminder. I need to get outside. That definitely helps. So, Viv, we're so glad you're here. There's so many things that we'd like to talk to you about, but the first one is we just got an announcement that you are an Emily Kirk leadership finalist. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you so much. What Thank does you. it mean? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's a scholarship for young women and they recognize young leaders. So there is one girl from each high school nominated. I think they're all seniors. And everybody is interested and passionate about their own things. And everybody's in, really unique in their own way. So it's super cool to see what everybody is passionate about. Oh, do you get to meet the others? And I did. I got to meet the others, I think, a month ago or so. Oh, to be a fly on the wall at that meeting. Yeah, all, that <laughs> girl, picture, all that girl power. Oh, oh that passion and drive. <laughs> it must just be like oozing off it of that. So oh. inspiring. It was wow. really, really inspiring. 
There is a quote, I don't have it with me right now, but I'm going to find it. It's about how girl, especially young women power is really unstoppable and can change the world. So, mm. and I believe it. Me too. <laughs> I believe it too. <laughs> and I have a feeling any listeners that are doubting are not going to be doubting by the end of this interview. So. <laughs> I hope so. So I have known you, Viv, through Girls Geek Day and volunteering for some tech girl stuff and you're doing computer science stuff and hackathon and all those things. So I knew that you were at least interested in gender equality, activism, but then I listened to your chapel recently, which you shared how much environmental activism and other types of activism you're into. And I'm just wondering you know, how did you get into it? And why are these things a passion for you? I think it all started for me at a really young age. I'm super passionate about environmental activism because it's our whole world and it affects everyone no matter what. And I think it just started with me being outside all the time when I was little. I was constantly playing outside, climbing trees, building fairy houses. And I think that just built up a bunch of sympathy and empathy for the environment. And as I grew older, I learned about climate change and how scary that is. And I really think it was just one article that like started this whole thing. I read an article about the garbage patches in the ocean oh. and I stopped. I started crying and I just was so upset that nobody knew what to do about it or really cared as much as they should be caring. I mean, now there are a lot of people are researching it and trying to figure out how to get the trash out of the ocean. But then I just like kept digging myself into this hole and learning about all of these things that are going on in our environment. And I realized that there's a huge lack of youth involvement, which is so, so upsetting because the youth is the future. And without us, there will be no improvement. And we have to have improvement. So I think that's what started it with me. I feel like when I read interviews from people who have made life-changing discoveries or started life-changing companies, it all comes down to a moment like the one you just described where they, they realized they were passionate about something and they looked around and said, why doesn't anyone else care? And they were like, you know what? I'm going to make them care. So I feel like you just told like Batman's origin story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like where it all began. That's so neat. <laughs> Thank you. So I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but you know, when you read the article, you're a kid, you're still pretty young. Like, what can you really do as a kid? Now I feel like there's more you can do as a kid because there's such a lack of youth involvement. It's become such a big thing, especially through social media. There are outlets to get your voice out there. There are youth climate strikes. That's a big one. And that's making a huge impact, thankfully. Also within your schools, I have a youth environmental advocacy committee outside of school, and we host meetings about how to make your schools more sustainable, what's going on in your schools, just how to improve it. And I have had kids from like six years old to 18 come to these meetings and everybody is like sharing their thoughts and it's really inclusive. And it's really cool to see that wide range of ages and everybody is passionate about the same thing. So I think that being in your school and trying to make a difference in your school is the first step. Now, if there's a young person who's hearing you and is thinking, yeah, you're right, but they're not at school right now, or mm -hmm. maybe when they go back to school, they're having trouble finding other people that feel the same way. 
Can you think of any resources to share for young and budding activists who isn't quite sure where to turn and how to get started and to find people with similar interests? Yeah, social media is a great way now to contact people or at least get some inspiration with um, environmental activists. I know my committee has an Instagram account and we've had a lot of people like learn about things through that. But for people who are maybe a little bit young for social media pages, I think that books and articles are really, really great to just kind of learn about what's going on. And once you learn about things, it's easier to come in contact with your friends or maybe like share what you've learned and start from there. Great advice. So I also mentioned that you've volunteered at Girls Geek Day. What, what brought you to Girls Geek Day the first time? It was my sophomore year, I think. It was my first year taking computer science. And it took a lot of convincing for me to sign up for computer science because I was so scared. I was so intimidated by all of the boys in the class because at least when I was a sophomore, there were more boys than girls in the class. And it was just super intimidating as a sophomore underclassman in high school. I don't know, it was just scary. So I realized that it's not as scary as I thought it was. <laughs> and I really, really loved it. And I wanted to show other girls that it's definitely their place if they want it to be. And they should learn. It's a great skill for everybody to have. What advice would you give your younger self faced with that situation again? Ooh, good question. That is a really good question. <laughs> I think that I would say, don't be scared. And that's definitely easier said than done. But problem solving is a really important skill. And I think that if you're passionate about something, or even if you just enjoy it a little bit, if it's something that makes you smile, you should keep doing it. Yeah, and I think helping reframe com what computer science is is certainly, there's so many stereotypes around it, right? So many. And I love that you started by talking about problem solving because on every level, computer science is problem solving, whether Definitely. you're doing that from behind a keyboard or working with a group of people. Yeah. So what's next for you? I will be going to college in the fall, which is really exciting. I'm going to the University of Vermont and I'm going to be majoring in environmental studies. Wow. Cool. I'm really excited. And you get to live in Vermont. <laughs> so kind of cool. cool. Kind of cold, but really pretty. So Sarah, you have found several resources that are related to some activism. Do you want to share those? Well, actually, I had some resources listed, but hearing you talk about the environment has made me kind of want to pivot. So I'm going to be surprising with some resources that I found while you were talking. Hearing you talk about your passion for environmental activism has made me think that there are probably some other young people out there that feel the same way and want to get started and that listening to you talk is going to be really inspirational and they're going to want to know more. So I did a quick search and found Young Voices for the Planet, Speaking Out, Creating Solutions, and Leading the Change. They have a page for kids, developing an action plan, turning ideas into action with some youth action groups that you can join. So I have that on our resource page. If you're interested in finding young activists like Viv that you can follow and learn from, 
there's an article from CNN called Greta Thunberg isn't alone. Meet some other young activists who are leading the environmentalist fight. And it's a profile of young people of all ages who are passionate and standing up and creating movements that you can follow and join. And then I found one more. How can kids get involved in environmental advocacy? This is from a group called Earth Talk, questions and answers about our environment. And someone wrote in and said, Dear Earth Talk, do you have any tips for helping me get my kids involved in environmental protection advocacy? And they share a bunch of resources, some pictures of some teen activists. These feel like three good resources to get you started if you're feeling inspired by Viv talking about her environmental advocacy. You can jump in and explore. Yeah, those sound great. Thank you for finding them. Oh, yeah. So our challenge today is actually going to be based on a tutorial that Viv is working on for Girls Geek Day, which is happening Saturday. We're going virtual, and you have done Bitsbox before in person, and you're a little worried about taking it online. You want to talk about it? You want to talk yes. about what the challenge this challenge is giving you? Yes. So with Girls Geek Day, it's really easy because you're in a classroom and you get to talk to the teachers or just your friends sitting next to you. And so virtually it's a little bit tricky because you're just trying to figure it out with directions from a video or a website or a piece of paper. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you just described distance learning. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Yes, I you know, I think in these times we are trying to be creative, trying, trying out new things and mm. this may go well and it may not. And, but you just have to keep trying. You just have to keep moving forward. Right. It's so cool to hear you both talking that way because <laughs> I always feel like I'm going to try it. And if it fails, then it fails. And I keep going and I try something else, but I'm learning that not everyone feels that way. So when I hear other people talking like that, I'm like, Oh, kindred spirits, mistake makers. <laughs> Hooray. Yay. <laughs> You have a couple more resources, it looks like. I do. So we have another COVID-19 coronavirus resource for the day. PBS NewsHour hosted a child psychiatrist who's taking parent questions regarding kids and coronavirus. This is a resource from a couple of weeks ago, but it looked like it had some great information, so I wanted to share it. This is also Teacher Appreciation Week, which we haven't mentioned. It's weird as a teacher to talk about Teacher Appreciation Week, so I normally stay away from it. But I did see a link from the Today Show with teacher appreciation messages from parents, which are actually just hilarious tweets from parents talking about how hard teaching is and they don't know how teachers do it all the time. <laughs> and so it made me laugh if you're looking for a laugh and a reminder of why we celebrate Teacher Appreciation Week. That is on there too. Well, again, we want to thank Viv Shields so much for joining us and sharing a little bit about her life and her activism. Thank you guys for having me. Viv, you're such an awesome role model, and it makes me excited to think about how many little people are going to hear this and be like, I can change things. I can do things. I can be like Viv. It's, it's really cool to get to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. So we do have a riddle to close things out today. This is kind of a book nerd, word nerd riddle, which is why I loved it. <laughs> what vehicle is spelled the same forwards and backwards? What vehicle is spelled the same forwards and backwards? Grab a piece of paper. You can start spelling some stuff out. <laughs> See what you can figure out. <laughs> or maybe a dry erase board. Save the paper. We do have Vivon as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> so tons of resources for you to share today. You can look at Young Voices for the Planet, Young Activists Leading the Fight from CNN, 
You can take a look at how kids can get involved in environmental advocacy. Those things will definitely get you thinking about our planet and how to take good care of it. We've got a Bitsbach challenge for Girls Geek Day. You can visit PBS NewsHour to see a child psychiatrist taking parent questions regarding kids and coronavirus. And if you need a laugh, you can look at teacher appreciation messages from perhaps a little bit stressed out of the parent population. <laughs> and a riddle. Awesome. That's a lot. I'll keep you busy. It is, because it's going to have to keep you busy until Tuesday. That's right. Until Tuesday. Tech, love, and happiness. <laughs>